With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Oklahoma Drill Podcast, a Jets-related podcast where every week we'll be breaking down three prospects, three players, three situations, battling it out to see which one of you guys think will be best. Starting off, we have myself, Andrew. We have Matt here as well, and Vitor, our three co-hosts. First episode is going to be a pretty fun one. We're talking about the quarterbacks, uh, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. I will be covering Trey Lance. Matt will be taking Justin Fields. Vitor will be taking Zach Wilson. Vitor, would you like to begin? For sure. So Zach Wilson comes in listed as six foot three, two thousand and ten pounds. His pro day is soon to happen, so we will be sure that he's not six three. I'm pretty sure he's not six three. He had a great two thousand and twenty season, over three six hundred yards, thirty three TDs, triplex, over seventy three percent of completions. Uh, not an outlier season, as many are trying to say. He had a good season in 2018, 12 touchdowns, three picks. 2019, recovering from shoulder injury, didn't play as well. He had a higher pro football focus grade than Joe Burrow, and I'm not a big analytics guy, but this is remarkable. And, you know, Zach Wilson is the kind of quarterback that I like today because when I watch Zach Wilson, I watch a guy that can execute within the schedule and off schedule. He can execute within his system and when things don't go his way. He reportedly has a great work ethic, watches old quarterbacks. One thing I used to do when I used to play or two, it's it's great. He he goes out, watches old quarterbacks, calls Drew Brees. He likes the game. And Mm -hmm. I did a little scouting report here on him. Strengths and weaknesses. And I go, his strengths as a passer, mental strengths, and his mobility. And then I go and I approach his weaknesses, right? So as a passer, Zach Wilson has a really strong arm. He's a natural thrower, has a quick release. What do I mean as a natural thrower? His wrist does basically all of the job when his hips are not there. He's yep. a natural thrower. His hands can do everything, right? He whips so it. That's why he, he whips it. Yeah, that, that's why he's so accurate off platform. He doesn't need his feet all the time. That's the part of his game where he reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I know this yep. may be kind of a rich, but he flicks it just like Rodgers off schedule, off schedule, flicks, flicks, flicks. And I love it. I love it because this allows Zach pro when things don't go his way. So arm strength, anticipation, and accuracy. Main tree here for a quarterback. I would say arm strength is kind of overrated, but too important. As you can see, Josh Allen, he makes his payday because his arm is strong and he trusts his arm. 
he is also a passer with anticipation. So Zach Wilson can see when playing against zone, the vacant space, and he puts the ball there before the receiver breaking, something St. Arnold has a hard time doing. And he's accurate. Zach Wilson is accurate. I won't say he's like the most accurate passer there is in college football, but he's an accurate passer. He hits receivers in stride. He usually, he usually leads receivers, which, which is mm-hmm. great. So He doesn't miss wide. When he misses, it's not by much. Exactly. He's an accurate passer. He's an accurate passer. And one thing that I like about Zach Wilson, I really do, and it will help him in the NFL. When he goes air raid, concepts like three by one sets, Mm -hmm. he picks the right side. He picks the right side. So this is really important here because it shows he can read a defense pre-snap. He can read a defense pre-snap. Bate Manning made a living off his pre-snap in the NFL. Checking, checking, checking. His post-snap wasn't as good. But Zach Wilson has a great, great pre-snap. When he goes three by one and he throws to the isolated receiver, you're damn sure the guy's going to be open. If he goes to the trip side, three by one, someone is going to be open. So this is really good by Zach. And another thing I saw with Zach on film was his ability to move defenders off their spot. So when you're playing against his own defense, the defender, he's not looking at the receiver. He's looking at the quarterback. So the quarterback... He needs to put the defender away from the receiver and find the spot. And Zach did that plenty of times on crossing routes, lateral throws. I like it. I really he, like he it. He loves playing against zone. He loves he playing loves, against zone. He loves zone. playing against exactly. zone. He thrives because he, he knows where the guys are going to be. Spot. He knows where his guys are going to be, and he just hits it. He, he, many people don't mention that, but he is a very cerebral quarterback. Very He's much. really smart. Very smart. Yeah. And about mobility here, I think everyone knows about Zach. He's smooth, okay? Overall, smooth guy moving out of the pocket, inside the pocket. I wouldn't call place for him to run, okay? Because his frame, I don't know. I don't think he's 6'3", and I also don't think his shoulders are as wide as I would like. So, uh, about Zach's strengths, we have Samira, great arm, anticipation, accuracy. Mentally moves defenders, picks right sides, pre-snap, and he can move. Weaknesses from Zach Wilson, in my opinion, being blatantly honestly here with you guys. Frame. I don't like his frame. I like quarterbacks with wider shoulders, so their torque is better to throw the football. Zach has a strong arm, so this doesn't really matter much. Matters more in the injury aspect of the game. He can get hurt from time to time. Agreed. I don't like, I don't like his feet against pressure. Really don't. He doesn't have a perfect footwork. He's not Tom Brady. Tom Brady, beautiful. Not even close, no. It's it's one of his biggest weaknesses. Yeah, but he's also not San Dardo, (laughs) where his feet are all the time, all over the place. Now, he just, he he needs to be more disciplined, you know? He has Mm -hmm. good feet when he wants to. So, I, I would like to see more discipline from Zach Wilson against pressure with his feet and dealing with pressure overall. Because in the NFL, basically, in every third down, I'm going to get pressure, right? Blitz, wide front four, whatever. You're going to get Very pressure. rarely so are you going to see, unless it's, unless it's a, a unique situation or unless you're Patrick Mahomes, you're probably not going to see a drop eight on third and seven in the NFL. Exactly. You're, you're going to see five fire zone. You're going to see... Six man cover zero. You're, you're, they're coming for you. They, they want to come for you because they know you're dropping back. Especially early, early in your career, right? So Absolutely. Zach, Zach, who needs to improve that early, you know, dealing with pressure overall, 
in the Coastal Carolina game, big game, and other games, also, when someone broke free in front of Zach before he set his feet or before he decided where to go with the football, he used to panic. Like, side army, okay, but side army dealt his feet, incompletions. I need him to keep his feet disciplined and I need him to deal better with pressure when things don't go his way post snap and he wants to throw it hot. And just to sum up my argument here, I'll talk about Zach's skin feet. He is a good scheme feed for the Jets. There was a guy, I think, Benjamin Solak. He said, Zach Wilson is not the perfect scheme feed for the wide zone. I couldn't disagree more. It's not... I know the guy played in the same system in college and he thrived. This is another reason for Zach Wilson being a great fit for the wide zone system that the Jets will run under Michael Floor. Because Zach Wilson, he has three main things that are really important for the wide zone system. He can throw the ball quick and off every platform. What does mm-hmm. that do to you? Quick decisions and when you're in the naked booth and there's a yeah. guy right in front of you, you can throw it. You can throw it easily. You can throw it easily. No problem. He can go right in front of you. He'll, he'll hit those flat routes over the guy 10 times a game. No hesitation. Easily. If it's there, he hits it. No hesitation. Exactly. He knows how to play in levels. Okay? So yep. three by one sets. Five-yard ends, 12-yard dig, climb back and move him off the spot, boom, open spot. He knows it. He has done that. He has done that, and he has done that to perfection, you know. I know that the speed of the game changes, but it's still playing against zone defense with level concepts. It's still the same schemes. And also, his mobility to do everything he wants, off-schedule throws, off-the-pocket, off-platform. When you need to throw those underneath balls, screens, Texas routes to running back. Little flips to the fullback off play action. You got to throw it over the unblocked defensive end who's crashing. Exactly. And also sometimes on these short passes right in front of your offensive line, you wouldn't have the right or the proper angle to throw. You know, Drew Brees is the master of it. He doesn't have the the sidearm release that that, that Zach does, but he can find the lane, the throwing lane. I use, I'm like, I'm six, I'm five, nine, and I used to play a flyman that I like, Six four, and I couldn't see the field. Like this happens, you know, and happens in the NFL. You need to know and you need to find lanes. So this is another thing for Zach that I'll point out as the plus. So my pro comp for Zach, it's really hard. It, it's like Baker Mayfield mixed it with Aaron Rodgers. That, that's what yeah. I can say. I think. Yeah, mine I, was I like Baker it. and Stafford. Yeah, it, you know. Rodgers, because of the release, reminds me so much of Zach Wilson. And Baker, because of the frame, size, mobility, uh, lower body strength, I like it. Exactly. And overall, guys, I think Zach is the pick for the Jets at two. He is good. He has ceiling. His floor is high. He fits the system. He looks to be a great, great leader. He seems to be a great leader. And I would take Zach Wilson at number two, no question about it. Yeah, um, hard to argue with any of that. Uh, I'm a big Wilson fan myself. I like all three of these quarterbacks. I'll be very frank about it. I think this is a really, really good quarterback class. And I think the worst thing they could do is keep Sam Darnold. And that's why we're having this discussion right now. Um, Yeah, yeah. I will. You mentioned you mentioned one thing that that I I thought we could point on is that you said you don't like his frame very much and you don't want to scheme running plays for him which i feel like would hamper him quite a bit because that's part of his allure is his athleticism is that he can make those 
plays. This is true. Yeah, so, yeah. He's a good runner, but I worry about him getting hit after. That said, he is good at avoiding getting hit. It's kind of not in the same speed aspect of Kyler Murray, but in the same he's small but agile aspect. Yeah, what, a tr- what I meant was BYU used to call some quarterback counters for him. I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would call some zone reads. Okay, we just fly, pick up six yards. But quarterback counters, if the linebacker doesn't follow your counter, maybe a running back flare, whatever, you're you're done. You know, I wouldn't call a quarterback counter yeah. for him. That that's it. I Run up that. the middle. Yeah, but yeah, I'm worried about his frame. I think his frame is kind of lean, narrow, way too narrow. But it's okay. Not every quarterback has to be six five and two forty. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. it's not it's ideal, but it's not a deal breaker. Um, I want to add yep. with something you said about him with pressure in his feet. And this is uh was one of my biggest sticking points with him. It's where I think he really needs to improve. Um he and th- this is strictly a play style comparison. By no means is it any more than this. Mm-hmm. It's college Patrick Mahomes, and that yeah. he knows he has a strong arm. And he knows that he can whip the ball off platform dang near wherever he wants, whenever he wants. So instead of stepping up into the pocket or maneuvering in the pocket or or shuffling or finding a lane or taking hits, he backs up, he retreats, he backpedals. And he sits there and goes, well, I can back up 18 yards into the pocket and still throw a ball that's a 20-yard gain, 45 yards in the air, because my arm is strong enough. And I agree. I don't think for as strong as his arm is, I don't think it's... NFL strong, Pat Mahomes strong to do that the nah. way Pat can't. I think no, that's where he needs to learn to, to stay more contained and stay more controlled, like you said. And when he's operating the structure of his offense, he does it really well. And there absolutely is a yep. point to BYU's pocket. Brady Christensen's a really good left tackle. They had tight ends for days. Line. They had a good line. Their line dominates. It, it, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will never judge a quarterback for his uh, for the players around him being good. That's the goal. Yeah. You want to have I a agree. good team. So I'm never going to knock somebody for it. But that doesn't mean that it isn't worth noting. And it doesn't mean that if he doesn't have those players, that he isn't going to have to learn to adjust. I think he can. I think he has the instincts. I think he's shown it before. And I think he just needs to be more structure like you said more yeah. discipline for sure yeah yeah given jeremy bates for an off season he'll fix that yeah <laughs> yeah rest in rest in peace somewhere out in the mountains uh you died for our sins we'll never forgive it um man yeah. we love the you guys bates. Fix San Arnold. the guy fixes San Arnold. one okay. off season one off season footwork release one tips off. yeah reading Everything. the field one off Everything. season that was it he was good one off season and a foot injury and sam Darnold was playing like a pro bowler his last three games thanks adam gase <sighs> okay, well, that seems like a good point to move on, Matt. You want to take the lead with Justin Fields? Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about Justin Fields. Uh, he's, his pro day is March 30th, uh, where it's rumored he's going to run maybe a sub four 40 yard dash. I did dash. see that, that Twitter be... post. Did you see about Master Teague? Oh, yeah. Justin Fields on the bottom at 439. Yeesh. Oof. Yeah. That, that is hard to ignore. That's very hard. <laughs> Uh, he hasn't weighed in yet, but I think he's going to probably come in at around 6'3", 6'2", maybe 220, 230 in that range. 225 is my guess. 225, somewhere in the middle there. Good, and, good uh, frame. Yeah, he's got a good frame, and he, can, and he holds it well. And I think that's, that's something that's gonna, I'm going to touch on a little bit more. 
but first, I just want to make sure that we're talking about the player, Justin Fields. All right. We're not going to talk about the helmet on his head. Agreed. I know that gets lost on a lot of people. They see that Ohio State helmet and they get lost. They're like, oh. Yep. Noted Dwayne Haskins hater right here. Yep, exactly. We can't take an Ohio State. We don't want to be the first ones to take an <laughs> Ohio State quarterback, hoping that he bucks the trend. But Wyoming was full of great quarterbacks before oh, Josh exactly. Allen got there. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the NFL is littered with, with thriving quarterbacks that came from schools with no history of, of great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the player. And guess what? Fields is the complete package. And in most years, if you have the complete package, you're probably the number one quarterback selected. Unfortunately for him, there's probably four guys that can probably say they're also yeah. complete packages. It doesn't help when you've been tied at uh, Trevor Lawrence's hip since you were a sophomore in high school. Exactly. <laughs> and But guess what? Nevertheless, he is the real deal. And what do I mean by this? I'm saying he's got everything you look for. He checks all the boxes. He's got the athleticism to make the, the big plays with his feet and to even make those coveted plays on the move. He's got the big arm and he's deadly accurate with it as well. And this is a uh, very abundantly clear and, and deep and intermediate passes. Yes. He's, he's dropping dimes all day to Ohio uh, state. Doesn't run a dink and dunk offense. They do not. And he, they do not exactly. <laughs> they do not. He, and he thrived. And, uh, and generally, he's a great decision maker, too. I mean, a, a lot of people want to make us think about his Northwestern Indiana game this uh, games this year. But a lot of uh, what he's done over the past two years, and even when back in Georgia, has been a very efficient. And his brand is, is taking care of the ball. And as a runner, I think... He's also got several different running styles that I think make him a great runner. First, he's talented. Got, he can, he's talented. He can, he can run. He can run. He's, he's got, but he's not just fast because no, he's, he's also yeah. strong. He runs oh, yeah. with balance and strength. Yep. He'll juke you. He'll run through you. He'll outrun you. He's, he'll, he'll do whatever is needed to get by you and get to the that's end. Exactly it. He'll do whatever is needed. And he's killed. Exactly. If you're a defender, if you try to take him on head on, he'll take you on. Head no on. And you might not come out of that on top. If you try to take him on in the open field, he'll make you miss. He'll make you grasp for air. And if you're trying to catch up to him, good luck. Cause he's got that four, four, maybe yeah, sub four, four, three, four, nine, three. apparently. So, this is unlike Wilson. I am not afraid of using him in the run game. Uh-uh. His frame might not be huge, but he can take it. He, yeah, sure he can, can take, take it. it too. He's clearly tough as nails. Yeah, and I think this is this is uh, made abundantly clear in that uh, in that Clemson game. The, oh yeah, the what what he did that game was incredible. Like, it, I, I think it opened a lot of people's eyes to the warrior that's inside this guy yeah and, oh yeah and oh, i know yeah. that if, we've if talked about this offline andrew where mm-hmm. that this is kind of the team that that uh jd has been building here oh yeah, yeah this is uh this is a theory i had uh, a week or so ago uh, especially after free agency and seeing all the moves they've made uh, if there's one thing that will describe justin fields if you can put justin fields in one word it's tough 
And whether it's taking shots in the pocket and still delivering passes, taking on players in the run game, fighting through contact, taking hits and coming back and throwing six touchdowns against Clemson, the guy is tough. He's tough. Point blank, period. And absolutely, he's gritty. He's not shy of contact at all. And if you look at free agency for the Jets, those are the guys they want. And those are also the guys they've drafted. Mekhi Becton and Denzel Mims get their hands dirty. Corey Davis gets his hands dirty. Carl Lawson, all gas, no brakes. Do you, do you want the guy that's backing up 15 yards to avoid a blitzing defensive end before making a throw? Or do you want the guy that's running 65 yards downfield to throw a block on a pitch play? Because that's Justin Fields. There's tape of Justin Fields running with Chris Olave downfield. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Corners couldn't run with Chris Olave downfield. <laughs> and Justin, and Justin Fields, Fields is three <laughs> yards behind him, stride for stride, trying to lay blocks. And if you want that toughness, if that's what you covet in your team, if that's your identity, and I'm a big subscriber to identity, if your identity is toughness and the choices between Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, you have them close to, if not equally graded, you're going to take Justin Fields because he has the toughness and that's what their moves so far are telling me. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And then if he's not beating you with his legs, it's his arm. Yeah. And yeah, only Mac forget Jones, about that. Yeah. I can't forget about that. <laughs> only Mac Jones had a higher adjusted completion percentage than fields, even better than Wilson. Yeah. I'm a so, big hey, believer in adjusted completion percentage. Yes. And I can't I don't I can't think of another quarterback in this draft or even last year's draft who throws a prettier lollipop than him. Yeah. That thing just goes up. He has and, a pretty deep ball. He has a yep. pretty deep ball. Yep. It's prettiest and most right effective. It's one thing to look good. It's his is functional. It's very functional. And it's I like Zach too. It's uh, see, but with Zach, I always feel like his are more on a line. It's a different and, way of going about it. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I, you and me have had different uh, opinions of, about this, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, I'm, yeah, you're, you're more, you're more, you're more, you like the lollipops. You I like, like the you, lollipops. You like guys to have the air to run under, which I, which I agree with. There's nothing wrong about that. Neither of these are bad. Um, you, you like to have the guys who can run under it where it's catch it over the shoulder. The, the ball drops over the defender. There's no chance they can even touch it. And I, that's ideal. If we're being honest, that's ideal. That's, that's what the best deep ball throwers throughout time in the NFL and football in general have done. Wilson's, again, this is a play style. By no means am I making the exact same comparison, but it's hard for me to ignore it. He throws deep balls like Brett Favre. He throws yeah, he line does. drives. He just... And he goes, well, yeah, it's not going to get over the defender's head, but if his back is turned and the ball whizzes past his ear hole before he could see it, who cares? And, and that's, it's different, <laughs> but you got to be able to do it over and over and over. And when you're playing at BYU, you can do that over and over and over. I don't know if you can do that against JC Jackson. But the thing is the perfect pass is the perfect pass. That's so true. Against no matter who, if you put that thing in the in the perfect spot, oh yeah. But that now I digress by going into Wilson <laughs> coming yeah, up right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. he's the he's the darling, and and I get it. I, I was a big Wilson fan, still am a big Wilson fan. Uh, it's you, you can't help but love the moxie, love the flash of him. It's it's easy to fall for him. 
It is. Yep. Well, you know, it's very easy to fall for all three of these guys. Oh, yeah. All three of them have very special talent. All three of these guys could have been the first pick in 2019. Easily. Easily. I, I would I would have a really and I loved Kyler Murray, but the, I would have a really long discussion about all three of them against Kyler Murray at number one. I'll take all of them over Murray. All of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm not sure. That. I'm not sure I wouldn't disagree. Honestly, I'm not sure I wouldn't. And I loved Kyler. I love Kyler. Kyler is the third highest grade I've ever given a quarterback. And I haven't completely finalized fields. Wilson Lance. Uh, they're probably going to end up. Some of them might be higher. Some of them might be tied. They're all going to be in that range, but I, I love Kyler. It's going to be fun watching all three of these guys plus Lawrence and even Kyler. Oh yeah. They got a lot we'll of development. <laughs> Matt, anything else to finish on with Justin Fields? Absolutely. So I wanted to go back to the, the Northwestern and Indiana game. Absolutely. For sure. Because a lot of people really dragged him down this year because of the, some of the plays that he made in these games. And I just don't see it. Like I know, I understand that he's, he's trying to do too much and yes. it definitely led to turnovers or, and just yes. bad plays. But I feel like this is also a symptom of him just always wanting to make the big play. Agreed. And in the end, you sort of want that in a quarterback. Oh, yeah. You, you want, want the guy that's going to fight. Exactly. Gritty. Exactly. You don't want the guy that's going to be timid out there. You don't want the guy that's going to be gun shy. That's you want the guy that's always going to want to do the best for your team. Now, of course, he needs to be smart, which I think is what he's shown over the last three years, even going back to Georgia. He's got the lowest turnover-worthy play percentage uh, for his career. It's better than everybody but Lance. But Lance yeah. only has one year. Right. But, we'll get I to, mean, we'll get to Lance things, and, and turnover-worthy plays, trust me. Yes, they're, 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 especially in that one game this year. I don't know what he was thinking playing in that. I, I know It's he, called he, no spring practice. Yeah. <laughs> he, he should have just <laughs> avoided that game at all. Agreed. Times. Stand on your no interceptions, kid. But I'm I'm gassing up fields a lot here, but there are things that he does need to work on. Right. None and of these guys are perfect. No one is. No one's perfect. Even Trevor Lawrence. Even Trevor Lawrence, especially. Trevor Lawrence, uh, I, Trevor Lawrence is my QB1. Barely. Barely. I mean, all these guys are very close. Yeah. And now, let's see. Now, there's definitely things that I, I definitely want to point out that he needs to work on. Like, he does hold the ball too long. And even though... The offense he plays in sort of requires him to hold the ball. Yeah, long. I, go ahead and expand on that because I don't think enough people fully understand why his offense makes him hold the ball longer. Yes. Yeah, so, I, 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 I would make this fine change. Yeah, so I, a lot of the plays that they run at Ohio State have a lot of wide receiver read. Mm-hmm. So he needs to wait exactly. for these receivers to make their move before yep. he can make his move. And as a symptom, he holds the ball too long. And also because of this, I feel like his relation with handling pressure is also affected yes. because he's, his eyes are always downfield and he's yep. always reading the def- defenses and waiting for his the receivers to read the defense. He sort of loses track of the pressure at times and sometimes to ignore he, it. it uh, yeah. It, it, and so, uh, sometimes he picks it up in time. Sometimes he doesn't. Uh, but so these things all work in concert together and have hindered him a lot. Now, going from this offense to the offense that we're going to be running, 
is going to be night and day different in a good way. In a very good good way. way. Not in a night and day like he won't know what he's doing. Night and day like it's going to fix a lot of his flaws. Yeah, it's going to be like Mark Sanchez having his color-coded wristband. We just got Bryce Petty's Madden Audibles loaded. We're set. (laughs) (laughs) These issues aren't issues I'm going to really hold against him because I know that he can fight through these, learn and speed up his processing. Yep. And he'll be a great quarterback in our system. I I agree. I agree. I like Fields a lot. Matt, you really turned me on Fields. You you were, I was not so much down on him. He was my QB three, but there was a good bit of a gap between him and Wilson uh, at the start when I first broke into him. And and you wore me down. And I got to give it to you because I've he has grown on me a lot. And I'm secretly I kind of hope the Jets take him because I <laughs> I, I do I, I can't well. I, I just. I just think his development and his trajectory in the right scheme, which I think we would have and in the right situation, which I think we would have, I think that can be said about any of these guys, but in the right situation, I think he's a guy that you look at in three years and you go, Trevor Lawrence is a top 15 quarterback in Jacksonville. Justin Fields is a top five quarterback. Exactly. And I can't get out of that. It's through the roof. Absolutely. He's got, like you said, he's got everything. I mean, physical tools, there's nothing you could, you could ask frame, speed, arm, all of it. Uh, He's the throwing on the run. He doesn't do it a lot. Ohio state runs every now and again, they'll go under center and they'll go to like a similar to a strong eye and they'll run some play action. And his, I I almost like him throwing better on the run than standing still because it speeds his arm process up, speeds his Mm -hmm. entire body process up. And, and he's dead accurate. He throws with touch. He throws with velocity. He obviously his deep balls are, are great. And, and they're not, they're schemed deep balls. A lot of the times, cause a lot is so good. You want to scheme him deep, but they still require fields to hold the safety. And he does that really well. He does a really good job for the most part. And I'm going to get into the Indiana game actually after this. Um, he does a really good job for the most part. I'll be from the Indiana game, holding safeties, and knowing where they are, knowing where they're going to be and distracting yeah. them with his eyes to allow people to run behind them. That's the, the famous deep ball to Olave against Clemson that we've seen clips of 150 times. He did that where Olave is running. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's robbing. He's running a Mills concept. And yeah, whenever has, they're calling double post, he, he excels at it. Yeah. He holds oh, yeah. All the time. Yep. Yep. They're running. They're running double post. They're running Mills. And there's a shallow cross coming over. Um, about 15 yards and from they're in a three by one. It's from the number two to the inside. And he comes in and fields immediately drops his eyes to make the safety. He doesn't even do it that long. He drops his eyes to make the safety, just turn his hips. So he's square to the inside crosser. And as soon as he does that, he resets slightly outside loads up, launches it to a lave and the safety can't turn and run in time. And the ball travels all the way to the goal line hits a lot in the hands of the goal line out in front of the receivers. It's one of the best balls he's ever thrown. And that's, that is the play you show Justin Fields where this is the guy we want. Now the Indiana game, the Indiana game is interesting. Indiana's defense did so many crazy things that he had never seen. And safety rotations, pre-snap, post-snap, um, Johnson, their Indiana safety, Johnson, who had an interception in that game, played one of the best games of his life was toying with Justin Fields with his movement, pre-snap, post-snap, pretending 
Like he's going to come down and blitz and then he would rob in a shallow zone or I'm going to drop back out and look at me. I'm in too high. And then right at the snap, he darts inside to stop a running play. He's he he was he was all over their offensive line got bullied. That was the worst I've ever seen. Wyatt Davis play was against Indiana mentally and physically. Um, And so I think, again, football's a team sport. And just like we said earlier, I'm not going to knock Zach Wilson for his players playing well. I'm not going to knock Justin Fields for his players playing poorly. Yeah, the team has to play, show up to play as well. Absolutely. Definitely came. Indiana and Northwestern showed up. Northwestern, it was a little more they just got beat, but Northwestern's a damn good team. Pat Fitzgerald was getting NFL looks for a reason. All right. Anything else on Fields? I think we touched on it all. Complete Okay. All right. Let's I'd like get to make two points about Fields quickly. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely, Vidor. Go ahead. What I don't like about Fields. So they they run in Ohio State a running shoot offense that requires receivers to adjust. I mean, they read the defense and they run either post or seams or they curl it or they go to the out route. All based on it, leverage of the shoot. corners. Yeah, it's running shoot. Running shoot, pure, purely run and shoot offense. Yep. Justin Fields, that's why he holds the football way too long, because the system requires him to do so. I have no problem with that. I even like his pocket presence. He has some nice subtle moves to avoid defenders. It's okay. But I don't like the translation of this offense to the Jets' offense. It's not that I don't like, but I'm not sure it's going to be that smooth. I know the Jets' offense is easier, but different concepts, you know? It's a lot to learn. Excuse me? It's a lot to learn. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a, a lot, lot to, learn. to learn. Yeah, it's a lot to learn. And, and, and you know, Zach has played on the wide yeah. zone. He knows the concepts. Yeah. That's he's why from, he's called them all before for three years. Exactly. So, and Fields, it, it's night and day, as you guys just said. It's night yeah. and day. I know that the Jets system is going to be easier, but it's night and day. Right. And mechanically wise about Fields, two things that I don't like. He has a very long release. Yeah. And sometimes he tends to throw on a way too wide base. And, yeah. You know, that's completely fixable. You know, yeah. This, this is fine. Agreed there. That's one of my bigger negatives as well, as that he he's very much looks like he's thinking through his motion. Exactly. It's not natural. That's what, no. that's what I'm trying to say. When Zach Wilson is a natural thrower, mm-hmm. he just flicks it. His yep. feet are, are there. Justin Fields is not as natural of a thrower as Zach Wilson. And this is like, I, that's why, you know, I, I would personally take Trey Lance over Fields at you. I have no problem with the Jets picking Lance. I'm a big fan of Lance. I will take Lance over Fields mainly because of his potential, but the, those things about Fields, I really, you know, they're like almost pet peeves of mine. You know? Agreed. Agreed. Everyone has their preference. And when you're dealing with, with top caliber players like this, it's going to come to preference. That's going to separate them. And, and I, I completely agree with you because his release and, and his thinking through his motion is probably my biggest negative with him. I would say overall, his biggest negative is he just needs to speed up and he needs to speed up mentally. He needs to speed up physically. He just needs to run things quicker. And yep. that includes his motion because when he's throwing on the run, like I was saying earlier, it's quick. When he throws on the run, it's, oh, I'm just going to flip. It's, it's a little over top, but it's not too bad, but it's fast. And the ball comes out accurately on a line. 
And I want to see him do that more from the pocket, but he certainly thinks like you see him, he drop backs, he sees the guy. Okay. The guy's yep. open. I'm going to turn front foot point at the target. I'm going to then, you know, arm come over, drive with my hips, back leg, follow through. Like he's thinking through all those steps one by one in his head. And it's not like you said, natural. It's not, it's not second nature to him at this point. And I think it's because he knows being so accurate and it's a credit to his accuracy he knows if he is that meticulous, the ball's going to be on a line, and it usually is. So it's yeah, it's hard. Fantastic thrower, fantastic yes. thrower. Yeah, it usually it usually is, but I agree. Uh, okay, moving to, on to, to Trey point, Lance. Though, before you move on, oh, to yeah, Lance, go ahead. Maybe yep. a good transitional Lance uh, is maybe it's better that he's learning it from in that direction because he's already good on the move, and that's I feel true. like that's a lot harder. That's <laughs> to true. Be that efficient on the on the move. So translating that to in the pocket might be a little easier than the other way around. That's true. It shows he can do it. Which maybe is not the case for Trey Lance. Yeah, it shows he can do it. Definitely. Okay. Let's get to let's get to Mr. Lance because Mr. Mr. Trey Lance. uh, I've had the craziest love hate relationship with Trey Lance over the past year. At the end of his 2019 season, I was in love charter member card carrying of the Lance hive uh, ready for him to fight for any number one overall pick, including Trevor Lawrence. I, that's beside the point. I have a bias against Clemson, but keep that out of my evaluations. Um, Trey Lance, his one year was amazing. Uh, it was, it was absolutely amazing. North Dakota state went undefeated. They won the national championship. They were dominant like they usually were under Carson Wentz. And here's Trey Lance at 19 years old, running the system, arguably better than Carson Wentz did. So let's stats on Trey Lance. He's six, four, he's 226. That's listed His pro day was March 12th. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I imagine that he weighed in similarly, if not between six, three, two twenty. similar field to builds, uh, similar build to fields, excuse me. Although I think he's a little lighter at least from what the way he looks fields looks a little bulkier. It might just be his pads, but he looks a little bulkier. He's only started 16 games in his career. 16. Uh, Zach Wilson's a three-year starter. Justin Fields is a two-year starter. Trevor Lawrence has started for two and a half years, basically three, 16 games. It's, it's not a lot to go off. And despite that outside of his one game this year, which I'm, it matters, but I'm really not counting it in his evaluation as much because he didn't have practice time. He didn't have spring practice. He didn't get to be comfortable throwing. And I think that definitely showed up in his accuracy. He looked rusty. He looked like he wasn't sure if he was going to be playing football two weeks before the game started. And in this sort of situation, in a once in a lifetime situation, I'm not going to hold that against him. Just like I'm not going to hold players being good with Zach Wilson or hold players being bad with Justin Fields. So his lone season, he only had 2,786 yards, 28 touchdowns, no picks. Now it was only 2,700 yards because North Dakota State is a very run heavy offense. They get down low, eye form, strong eye. They're under center. Trey Lance is under center all the time. When they're in shotgun, it's very likely a screen pass. It's either a quick you know, screen to the running back, wide receiver screen. It's a quarterback keeper with Lance, who's a great runner or it's some sort of setup for a deep shot off play action. Most of the time they are an under center ground heavy team. And that has affected Trey Lance in a way that hasn't affected any other quarterback in this class. Trey Lance is the most, and I will stand on this. 
the most mentally prepared quarterback in this class. From running an offense standpoint, he calls protections, he calls hot routes, he calls sight adjusts, he calls alerts. They even let him call his own plays half the time. When, when North Dakota State was up and beating people and they were 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter, their offense coordinator said, all right, Trey, you go out, here's five plays, go call the drive. And they didn't skip a beat. They kept beating teams and kept piling on and winning more and more games and scoring more and more points. The control that he has and the way the offense functioned when he had that control, you can't say for anybody else. And mentally, he is ready. He understands how to run an offense, and it's a similar offense. It's Gruden-inspired. And John Gruden, Kyle Shanahan, Jeremy Bates, it's all the same tree. It's all Mike Shanahan back in the day in Denver. It all made its way down. It's slightly different for Gruden. Gruden's a little more power, not as white. More inside than outside, but the passing concepts off play action are all very similar. The footwork is all very similar. The terminology is very similar. It translates. We want to talk about Zach Wilson's offense translating. Uh, so does Trey Lance's. It's, it's very, very similar. And he had more control in that offense than Zach Wilson did. And Zach Wilson had control. Zach Wilson certainly had control, could pick matchups when he saw it, when he saw certain coverage alerts and he got one-on-one outside. He had the freedom to just call back shoulders. And that's, and that's good. It's good that he can read it and see it and make it happen. Trey Lance was calling like actual drives. Trey Lance was setting up plays for the future. Trey Lance was sitting here going, if we call this run play, it's going to set up a play action to true drives later. And that really, really goes understated in his evaluation because everyone wants to talk about his inexperience and that matters. And inexperience is my biggest negative with Trey Lance because he's only started 16 games and his biggest flaws, I think can be attributed to that inexperience. But that said, what he already does with that 16 games of experience is better than I've seen from a quarterback in a really, really long time to be that controlled, that understanding of an offense, to have that much freedom and that much trust in your coaches North Dakota State's the Alabama of D2. They're not going to trust anybody to just run their offense with freedom to call their own plays. Trey Lance earned that freedom, and he executed it very well. And speaking of other things that you can't teach, and that's kind of my, uh, my whole breakdown of Trey Lance is things you can't teach. Physical tools off the charts. Great runner, great build. He'll beat you with power. He'll beat you with speed. He'll beat you with moves. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous runner. He had 1,100 yards rushing and 14 touchdowns in his year as a starter, along with his 3,000 passing. So he's, he's a legit running threat. And like Justin Fields, you can incorporate his running in any other way that you can incorporate zone read, quarterback power, counter, the whole nine. I would have no fear running him. In fact, I would feature it because I think it's really important. I think you could call some really, really, really fun RPO plays with Trey Lance and our offense. Uh, on top of that, his deep ball, it's second to Justin Fields. When he sets and he rips, he's got the rainbow. If you like rainbows, Trey Lance, will, you'll like Trey Lance. It's, it's drop it in the bucket. At its best, it's downright gorgeous. It can be a little, a little off, and no deep ball thrower is perfect. The best deep ball throwers in the NFL throw them at 55%. But his deep ball at its best, it's, it's up there with anyone's. It's really up there with anyone's. And best of all, the number one thing that sells me with Trey Lance is his pocket presence and his poise because you can't rattle him. You absolutely can't rattle him. He is the best quarterback in this class at maneuvering in the pocket. He doesn't back up like Zach Wilson. 
He doesn't just stand there and take the shot like Justin Fields. And, and for as much as I like that about Justin Fields, he takes unneeded sacks because of it. He thinks he can get the throw off before any guy can get to him. And with his slow release, he can't do it. Trey Lance is, is Joe Burrow-like in that he's a shuffler. Where there's the three tech beats the right guard and he's coming down full speed right in my face. No panic. I'm just going to duck out of him, make a little sidestep to the left and hit the dig route 10 yards downfield. Cool. First down. Let's go. Next play. That is what you need to keep an offense alive. That is what you need in the NFL, especially for a team that was two and 14 last year with questions on the offensive line. Because if you got people coming at you, especially in this offense, there's not going to be as many true passing reps. It's going to be a lot of run, a lot of play action. Someone's eventually someone is going to backdoor a gap on a play action and they're going to come screaming at you up the B gap, ready to take your head off as soon as you turn around with the ball. What do you do in that situation? Well, Trey Lance isn't going to panic. Trey Lance is either going to make a miss, run around him, step up, do whatever he has to do, reset, find the guy downfield and deliver a strike. And that comfortability, that calmness, you can't teach. You absolutely can't teach it. You either have it or you don't, because there is no amount of practice you can do that's going to practice 250-pound defensive linemen screaming at your head while you're trying to run an offense. And Trey Lance does that so well, especially for being so young and so inexperienced. It's, it's jaw-dropping. It, for, it really is. It really is. He should not be this, this poised for being this young and this inexperienced. It, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense. And uh, on top of that, the number one, not the number one, the top of that with Trey Lance, my favorite part of Trey Lance as a whole is just there's so much there already. And then you get to his weaknesses and what his weaknesses are and what he needs to work on. And they can kind of all be explained away by experience. He needs to be a little more understanding of leverage, reading leverage on the fly, throwing with touch, throwing guys open, Seeing there's one play that sticks out in my head in particular, I think it was against Arkansas State, if I'm remembering correctly. NDSU is in a standard gun A set, and they're calling four verts with three by one with a tight end as number three. And he's calling a seam to the tight end. It's cover two by the defense, and the tight end's open against the linebacker. Linebacker's on inside, and he's got the shot. He's got the, the seam to the left. If he leads it to the left outside of the linebacker, it's good. It's a big play, 15, 20 yards, and he's all set. Instead, Trey Lance leaves it inside and it gets broken up. And it's little things like that that are his biggest misses, where it's he's making the right read against the right coverage. He's throwing to the right guy. He's just throwing to the wrong leverage. And he's just throwing. He's not quite reading it as quickly as he needs to, like Zach Wilson, who does that really, really well. Zach Wilson can read leverage on the fly. Yeah, Trey Lance needs work with that. But the counterpoint to that is Zach Wilson started for three years. Zach Wilson's got experience. He's learned to read leverage over time. Trey Lance hasn't had that time. And I think he can learn to read leverage better over time and get more dialed in with his accuracy because his accuracy problems are slightly mechanical. He drags his back leg. He drags his back leg and he points his toe. He's a, he's a little bit pigeon-toed where instead of pointing dead at the target, his front leg will be pointed slightly inside and it causes him to kind of mess up his weight distribution because he can't turn his hips accurately. His arm then can't come around all the way and just messes everything up from, you know, knees down. That's a minor fix. That's something that can be fixed with repetition and practice. And it's not something that I think is going to destroy him. 
because it doesn't show up all the time. It's not, doesn't prevent him from throwing with accuracy. He's fairly, you know, fairly accurate. I mean, it's, he threw for 70, 67% completion in his year as a starter, which is not amazing, but it's not bad. You'd love to be over, you know, 62 is usually my margin. You can get over 60. I'll, that's, you know, that's good. If you can get over 62, 63, that's even better. You get over 65, you're pretty accurate. You know, factor in drops, factor in plays that were messed up and throwaways. That 65 starts to look closer to 80 real quick. And for Trey Lance, he needs to go to a team that knows what they're getting. And he needs to go to a team that is ready to let him learn, not on the bench. I think you can start Trey Lance from day one. I think he's smart enough mentally, shown enough of an understanding of defenses, shown enough of an understanding of running an offense to where you can start him day one. I think you should craft an offense to fit his skills. It should be very RPO based. It should be a little more wide open. And this is where I think as much as he would fit in with the Jets from a a play calling standpoint, what he did at North Dakota State and how they did it, it translates to what the Jets are going to do. But I don't know if it's the best way to use Trey Lance, if that makes sense. But he could still do it. And I think you just need to know what you're getting, bring him in, play him, run an offense that's not as much simple schematically, but simple in terms of you're not asking him to throw into a ton of tight windows. Try and scheme guys open in space, which is the Jets offense. That's what they want to do. They want to get guys open in space and let them run. So you get him in that sort of offense. You teach him leverage because he can, he knows what he's doing. You don't have to tell him, oh, you see how the guy's on the right side of the tight end? You should throw it left. He knows that. He just needs to iron it out and get more consistent with it and learn to read it quicker. You teach him that. You get him a little more experienced. Trey Lance in three years could be the best quarterback out of this class. He has, well, he has that sort of potential. He is okay. the he is the Josh Allen of this class, where it is you're not drafting him for what he is right now. Although I'll die on the hill that what he is right now is pretty dang good. I don't think what he is right now is as broken or raw as people are giving him credit for, because mentally that is he is there, and that counts for a lot. It's a hell of a lot harder to teach a quarterback how to run an offense efficiently and understand schematics and understand play calling and sequencing than it is to teach him leverage. I can teach a quarterback leverage. I can teach him to point his toe at the target. I can't teach him what cover six is during a safety rotation after the snap. Trey Lance doesn't need that. I think he could be, he could be the guy that everyone goes, oh, wow, you know, why did everyone pass on Trey Lance? And, you know, he explodes because he's the fourth quarterback drafted and goes to a better team. If he was in Atlanta, good luck. Good luck, NFC South. Because that offense is perfect for him. He can learn from Matt Ryan, who's one of the best quarterbacks at deciphering leverage and punishing it in the NFL over the last 10 years. And Arthur Smith is going to help him. The offense fits. He doesn't have to play right away, but he can still, you know, learn. And I think it'd be ideal for him. I think it would be really, really good for him. I think it, he would be great on the Jets too, but they need a guy right away. So here's my argument for Trey Lance right away and why I think, in this sense, the Jets draft Trey Lance second overall. Because you're not drafting your quarterback for this coming year, 2021, and that's it. You're drafting your quarterback for the next 10 years. You're drafting your quarterback of the future. As much as he is your quarterback of the present, he will be your quarterback of the future longer than he is your quarterback of the present. 
And if you're just drafting to go, well, which guy is going to come in and have us play the best right now? You draft Zach Wilson. If you draft, you come in and say, well, which guy has the upside and still does enough right now? And we like him. We think he's clean. He doesn't have as many questions. You draft Justin Fields. If you want the guy who could end up being an MVP in this league in five years, you draft Trey Lance. Because the things that he does now, you can't teach. And the things that he needs to learn on are teachable. Very rarely does a young quarterback have that situation. And Josh Allen had more to learn than Trey Lance does. Significantly, actually, significantly. Josh Allen mentally was was pretty good. It was similar coaches. Actually, I think North Dakota State's head coach was formerly North Dakota, or Wyoming's head coach was formerly North Dakota State's offensive coordinator. So they had a similar similar scheme, but he wasn't, he didn't get the freedom Trey Lance did. Josh Allen needed a lot more work in his accuracy. He was a routinely more inconsistent. Josh Allen was a 57% completion guy in his senior year. Trey Lance was 67. And yes, North Dakota State's players versus Wyoming's players, but the offense was there. Josh Allen's completion percentage wasn't bad because North Wyoming's players were bad. Josh Allen's completion percentage was bad because he threw 10 yard out routes over the head of people. And but Josh Allen was a big outlier. Yes. I don't think he's going to get that good. No. And Brian Dayball deserves a hell of a lot of credit for making him better. And the Bills' entire entire staff does because they've surrounded him with talent. They've given him playmakers and protection from the start. They've committed to him. They've given him time to grow. They've crafted their team around him. They let him be their identity. And that's what you have to do with Trey Lance is you have to let Trey Lance be your identity. You have to let his skills take you where you want to go. And I think they can. And I don't think that needs to be that different of an offense to make it work. He can throw on the run great. He throws some lasers on the run. There's one play. He was running a play action. He was running to his left. And it was a double, it was a levels concept where he had a short out to the left and then a deeper out to the left. And he's rolling out and he's got a defensive end coming clean at him. It turns to the left while he's taking a hit and throws to the deeper out about 22 yards further away. And it's a rope to the sideline. The receiver catches it, breaks a tackle and almost scores. And the ability to know where to go with the ball, know that the guy's going to be open based on your look pre-snap, call the play to get you into a play that's going to be open, execute it, have a guy coming clean at you, not be worried, mobility to escape. And then while getting hit, throw a laser that's that's the modern NFL quarterback. The modern NFL quarterback lives and dies by their ability to dig their team out of holes. If it's not what you do when everything's right, it's what you do when everything's wrong. And Trey Lance does really well when everything's wrong. Yeah, I agree with basically everything you said, Andrew. Really, I agree. Yeah, that's, that's my piece. Feel free to jump in. I mean, everything yeah. that I hold against Trey Lance, it's all nitpicking. It's all things that could be fixed. Uh, yes. there's like they can little, be fixed. Yeah, like there's sometimes where he gets he's so comfortable in the pocket that he gets too comfortable in the pocket. Agreed. And his feet will just die. Agreed. He'll just sink in the quicksand and then restart again. And I, I, it's just like little things like that, or on the move, his accuracy definitely takes a hit on the move. It's not. He's better. He's definitely better in the pocket than on the move. But I've seen him throw some some really nice balls in the run. Yeah, he's most definitely capable of it. He just needs to become more consistent. Lack of experience again. Uh, yes, exactly. And 
Now we just need to, if you look at all three of these guys and the gaps between where they are now and where they can be. Yeah. I think we would all say that all three guys have the potential to be towards the top of the league. They all have ceilings. Yes. They're not, none of these guys are, are, you know, maxed out. I think some of them have bigger ceilings than others. And I think some of them have higher floors than others, but I don't think any of them are maxed out either way. I think they all can grow. Oh, absolutely. One more point on Lance I want to add really quick, just because, because it's one of my favorite, my favorite parts about his game. You can't really run man against Trey Lance without a capable spy player, because if you run man and you don't get home with your line, he will just escape out the back door and make you pay with his legs. And, and Justin Fields can do this too, but Justin Fields wants to stay in the pocket. And so he doesn't take the opportunities that are given as much for him to do this. Trey Lance, it's like the second you give him a lane out the B gap and he sees that you didn't spy or he sees the spying players two gaps over, it's over. He just, he just yep. takes off. It's like, okay, you're, you're, you're really not going to spy me. You're really going to call two man and have all these people deep and leave no one in the middle of the field. Okay. He just outruns everybody. And the awareness to do that is I think the important thing to note because all of those, all three of these guys can do that. They have the mobility to make people pay when they run man and they don't spy and they leave the middle open. But Trey Lance is the awareness to see it so fast that he's gaining chunk plays when he does it. And then you get Trey Lance out in the open field and he'll make you miss. I've seen Trey Lance call double slants from a two by two and gets blocked up by the corners and they don't spy. And Trey Lance steps up the middle of the pocket and runs for a 55 yard touchdown. Just because, just because (laughs) (laughs) they called, they called a great defense. The defense did everything great. You know, stopped him. They got solid pressure, but not great pressure. And they didn't have anybody, you know, to clean up. And Trey Lance made him pay. You know who else did that? Deshaun Watson. Anyone remember Deshaun Watson's rookie year against the Bengals when he ran for that 49-yard touchdown? And everyone's sitting there going, is he going to get tackled? Is he going to get tackled? Nope. Nope. Makes another cut. Nope. Nope. Still going. Still going. Oh, he scored. That looked really easy for him to just go 49 yards through the Bengals' defense. That's what Trey Lance looks like sometimes. That's why he's my, Watson's my comp for Lance as a prospect. Not Watson now in the NFL, obviously. Watson's issues, you know, now withstanding. But play style wise, I, I look at him the same way I look at Deshaun Watson. And that the things you're questioning him on versus the things that he already does well, it matters more what he does well than what he does not well. Yeah. One thing I'll add about Lance. I think if I had to point something, he needs to adjust. And he, we, we will see if he'll be able with game speed. D2 game speed is not NFL speed. This is something to be like. Agreed. I don't know. Agreed. Game it's speed. different. Yeah. It's different. It's a different level of athletes. Exactly. And they switch post-snap quicker. So this changes the life of a quarterback. And if I'm pretty sure that if Lance could replicate 2019 and 2020, he would be the pick at number two for the Jets. I, I really do think that. I really do think that. And he's a wild card, but the way I see Trey Lance, he's got the best of Zach Wilson and the best of Fields with yep. 16 games in 2019. In a yeah. D2, 
then that's the thing, you know. He's the midpoint between the two of them. Yeah, but he's got everything Wilson's got. He's a mental quarterback. Yep. He adjusts post snap. Yep. Has the pre arm talent. He, he whips has, it. He whips it just like Wilson does. Exactly. Wilson does it better, but he whips exactly. it. And he is as physical as as Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So, I think he's a better runner. What? I, I, I actually think Trey Lance is a better runner than Justin Fields. I think Fields might be the tightest, tiniest bit faster in a straight line, but I think I think Lance is a better runner. The only thing that pushes Lance back is he only played in 2019. Yeah, 16 games. Division two football. So if it wasn't for that, he would be the pick of number two. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's it's. It's certainly, certainly the biggest negative. My biggest negative, it's the biggest negative by far. Because you look at the tape, and you try and find actual negatives on the tape, and you find nitpicks. You find, yeah. oh, that's an, that's an incompletion because he didn't read the leverage right. Or, oh, I want to see him get through the get to the backside of the play just a, a hair longer. Or, uh, he, he juked the same defensive end trying to tackle him too many times and held the ball too long. And it's little things. You look for major awareness is off the church. It's uh, just, you know, it's, one of the best of everything. It's of the amazing. Best of everything in college football. Really it's amazing. You know? It's, it's absolutely amazing. And the, it's, it's like, he's got four eyes. Yeah. I didn't, I never thought I'd see a college player better in the pocket than Joe Burrow. Trey Lance is giving him a run for his money. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because I the difference like and the difference between them is he's just as good at Burrow at shuffling, but Trey Lance, will, like I said, make you pay for 55 if you don't spy. Burrow's not going to ever score a 55-yard rushing touchdown in his life. Trey Lance is going to do it all the time when defenses think that they're fast enough to keep up with him because he played at NDSU. Yep. Of course, good luck finding a capable spy in the FCS to go against Lance. And, and that's, that's a fair point. That's definitely a fair point. And I think that there are certainly players in the NFL that can spy him and will especially the linebackers these days have the talent to, they're all so fast, but it's all about when and how, and Lance is so good. It's even if you got a linebacker spying, he's not going to take off. If he sees the guy dead in front of him. It's I'm going to take off because I see the linebacker spying, but he's expecting me to go out the right B gap and the left B gaps a little more open. He's two gaps over. I can take off. And by the time I'm at full speed and he has to change his angle, I'm going to outrun him. And it's, I think he can do that in the NFL. I really do. I think he's enough of an athlete to do that. It may not be to the same extent that it was at NDSU, but I think he can be effective enough. I think what it will come down to is maybe politics when it comes to who JD selects. Yeah. And by that, I mean who gives him the, the most the uh, most in the end who who's the quarterback that will be the best but not only that who will give it to him quickly yeah i feel like he does need success early i agree because it's not just who he selects at two that he needs to worry about it's also maybe the success of sam darnold absolutely absolutely that's the that's the tough situation and i think for as much as Jets fans love Joe Douglas and what we've, we can harp on Joe Douglas all we want. Joe Douglas is the best general manager the Jets have had in quite a long time, quite a long time, at least, at least going back to 2007. Yeah. He's better than Idzik and, and McCagnan by a mile. You know how refreshing it is to have a general manager that actually recognizes needs and attacks those needs, attacks <laughs> them properly. 
Yeah. Let alone attacks them. He's drafting fits. That's that was the best thing to see out of him is that he, even though it was Adam Gase's scheme, he goes, Well, I'm gonna try and get players that fit it. Yeah. That's why he's he drafted the first Jets over works. general manager. Yeah. He's the first Jet general manager in the last 10 years who has the philosophy in football. You know, he understands yeah. football. Agreed. He knows what he's looking for. Yep. And he attacked it and gets the yep. players. Yeah. He has a type. He has an identity. And that's what you need. And and exactly. when you look at when you yeah. look at where he's been and what he learned, he learned in Baltimore. Everyone says Joe Douglas Philly, Joe Douglas Philly. No, Joe Douglas learned in Baltimore. Joe Douglas worked in Baltimore for 14 years before he spent a couple of years in Philly. He was made by yeah. Ozzie Newsom. When you're looking at what Joe Douglas is going to want in a team and want in the players, look at the Ravens. Don't look at you can look at the Eagles somewhat, but look at the Ravens. Look at their identity. The Ravens have built their identity since their inception on being the tougher team on the field. We're going to be bigger, tougher, and stronger than everybody we play. That is their goal. And they pull it off most years. And yep. they don't draft guys that don't fit that. Very, very rarely. I mean, obviously, if Ray Rice is the prime example, but when Ray Rice what people do in the NFL versus what they do before they get to the NFL is another topic. The Ravens don't really draft guys with culture problems. They draft, they draft guys that are from top quality programs. Most of the time that aren't usually culture issues that are going to come in and work and be a part of their organization. And it goes back to Ray Lewis and John Ogden. And that's what Joe Douglas is going to want to replicate. And so you look at all of that and that's why I think it'll be Justin Fields because toughness and they're going to, it's, that's all about toughness. They want guys who aren't afraid, who can deal with contact. And yes, Zach Wilson has called the plays. And I think that does matter because experience calling the plays and actually doing it, it's more than just going through it in practice and knowing the read he's done it in games. He's done it in game action. When there's you know guys flying around, he's had to make the reads. He's done it. He's done it at a very high level. And that doesn't account for nothing. But I think, like we were talking about, what does Joe Douglas want? Joe Douglas doesn't want a one-year wonder. And I don't mean that as Zach Wilson was a one-year wonder. I mean, Joe Douglas doesn't want a player that he's going to draft that's going to play well as a rookie and never get better. He's going to play well as a rookie and not make the second-year leap or be an average player. I don't think they want average. I don't think they want good enough. I think for the offense, they want someone who can make the reads go through them and do it efficiently. And all of that's going to stream Zach Wilson. But let's not forget Kyle Shanahan had RG three when he was a rookie and he turned RG three into the rookie of the year with the zone read and all of the concepts that he did off of the zone read. He could look at Justin Fields or Trey Lance and go, Mike McFlore could look at Justin Fields or Trey Lance and go, I could call those plays. I can do the same thing. Alfred Morris ran for 1,600 yards as a rookie that year because teams were so worried about RG3. Who's to yep. say that the Jets running game couldn't be the same, if not similar, with Trey Lance or Justin Fields because they have the ability to have that extra element of the offense. And I think we need to remember that Mike Mafleur is not Kyle Shanahan. Mike Mafleur is Mike Mafleur, and he certainly might have a lot more of his brother's influence than Kyle Shanahan's influence. Because the Titans, when he, when Mike, when Matt Lafleur was with the Titans, their offense and now in Green Bay, they're not the same as the 49ers. 
the running plays at their core are simple, but the Packers play 11 almost every play. The 49ers are in 11, maybe 35% of the time. And I think it was 42% of the time. 42. That sounds, that sounds about right. They love their, their tight ends and running back. Oh, yeah. It's 21, 22, 12 all day. And, and, and Green I really Bay just the Jets will do that. And I think yeah. the Jets will lean more that way, too. I definitely do. But I think they're going to play 11. I think they're going to play more 11 than people think because that's where, at least right now, that's where the talent of the team is. You don't have, you got Tyler Croft as your blocker. I think Chris Herndon can improve in this scheme. I think he's talented enough to do so. And I don't think that there's that many tight ends in the draft outside of Fryermuth, Brevin Jordan, and Kyle Pitts, who doesn't count because Kyle Pitts is an alien. Um, I don't think any of those players are going to be available when the Jets are ready to pick a tight end. I think they have more pressing needs. And they might get into a situation where their personnel dictates what they run. Where, yeah, yeah you want to run more 22, but you you don't have the personnel to run 22, so you got to run more 11. See, but that's the, the beautiful thing about this scheme. It fits whatever you need it to fit. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. you got to have coaches smart enough to adapt. Adam Gase is not one of those coaches. Um. <laughs> And that's definitely the biggest part is you all you in any offense, you want the offense to match your players. Hopefully um, you want there to be marriage between scheme and player. You don't want to have square pegs and round holes, but if you, you got the players you got, you can always mold your scheme. You can't mold your roster as well. So yeah. you want to try and mold your scheme to your roster more than you want to mold your roster to your scheme. And so I hope that, I mean, if they are going to run more 11, it would make sense to have that zone read element. It would make sense to have that RPO element because that's going to be your running game now. You can't, you can't run as much wide zone from 11. You can, but it's not, it, it'll be harder to do because especially if I think if they're in 11, they're in gun. I don't think it's going to be single back effective. 11. That and, is effective. Wide and, zone for 11. That is yeah. effective. Yeah, there's a reason Kyle Shanahan runs zone out of 21 and 22. Yeah. It's because he doesn't want Ayuk and Debo blocking DNs. That's why that's why George Kittle is George Kittle, because George Kittle blocks DNs and catches balls and runs for 60 yards. Yeah. Well, we have some of the best blocking wide receivers now. Yeah. All and that's why, point. again, I think 11. Yeah. That's why I think 11. I think you're going to see Denzel Mins lined up in tight splits all the time. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crackbacks, like crack toss with Denzel Mims is going to be coming. Matt Lafleur in Tennessee used to go condensing formations all the time, two by yep. two condensing. Yep. Really tight. Yep. Yep. And and it's imagine a, a, a condensed two by two from Gun with Justin Fields or Trey Lance on a read option. <laughs> or and then here's and here's the disgusting thing. You call that, and then you call the the direct QB keep off of it, where you take one of the opposite uh, opposite receivers and you motion him across as the lead blocker, and then you call QB power with a lead with three with four lead blockers to the front side. The flexibility of it all is is, is insane with these guys. It is, it, yeah. it absolutely is. And I don't know if you can do that truly malleable scheme. This is where we're gonna. We're going to get towards the end here. and We're going to make our last points as to why we go with who we want. I don't think you can run that truly 
adaptable scheme with anyone but Trey Lance. I think I think he more than anyone else gives you the ability to call anything because you can call the pass plays that you would take fields longer to understand. You can call the run plays that Zach Wilson can't because you're worried about his frame. And you can call everything in between. Yep. You have a great point. That's about you have a great point. point. Yeah. Shall we go Hail Mary? Yeah. All right. We're going to get into Hail Mary. This is closing arguments. Last shot. Everyone make your last point as to why we have stood on the table for who we have stood on the table for. Um, I'll bounce off Trey Lance again. I think he, you can do the most with him. I think what he has are things that you can't teach and what he needs to learn are very, very coachable. Um, I think, I think his best football is ahead of him. And I think he's one of those guys that you, you look back in three years and you go, dang, you know, I really, I knocked him for missing, for missing passes by a couple, a little bit of inches and, and look at him. He's physical. He's big. He's grown into his body. I mean, that's how I feel with Josh Allen as a, as a Josh Allen apologist now and former Josh yeah. Allen crusade hater. That's exactly how I feel as I'm sitting here going, I knocked the guy because he couldn't throw an out route and didn't ignore the fact that he was throwing, you know, double posts off his back foot, 45 yards downfield every game. And it's an outlier for him to improve. But I think Trey Lance is better than Josh Allen was in that regard. He doesn't have to improve as much. I'm willing to bet on it more. To that point with Justin Fields, like you said, with uh, Lance, uh, the best football is ahead of him. Agreed. Everything that he, that he, all his issues, he can iron out. And I feel like with the time frame that JD might have to get things turned around, Justin Fields might fit into that a little bit better than Lance. And at the same time, he fits that warrior mold that he's sort of building with this team. Agreed. Culture and, and identity wise, Justin Fields is the fit. And I, I just feel like when it comes down to it, with all things equal between him and Wilson, it's going to be that, uh, that strength, that power, that mindset that really puts him over top. Yeah. I just thought of this actually with Justin Fields is he, he fits even better because Joe Douglas loves guys that are soft-spoken. Corey Davis and Denzel Mims, both soft-spoken. Jamison Crowder is kept around, you know, like he, he doesn't like, he doesn't like the guys. He likes the guys that come in, do their work, and that's it. And and Justin Fields is the most soft-spoken, you know, anything. Uh, have I even? I think I've heard the guy speak once. <laughs> ask ask ten draft analysts what Justin Fields sounds like. You'll get ten back different answers. Yeah, I think I think it could fit. I definitely I definitely agree that culture, identity, and all of that it points to Fields. I believe Zach is the guy at Chew because he is the most complete prospect as a passer. You know, he has the arm and patient and accuracy. Most complete guy as a passer. And he is a natural fit for this system. And he's ready from day one to let yep, things grow. And I do not think, yeah, I do not think his ceiling has been reached yet. He can improve. He will Agreed. improve with Agreed. faster, stronger players around him, you know. He has it all. I think, you know, Trey Lance, he has great things for him, going for him. Justin yep. Fields, great things going for him. But Zach Wilson, he has everything. Despite the, 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 the frame, 
and the the questions about his durability. He's got everything as a passer. He's got yeah. everything as a He's got everything in his mechanics. I think he is the fit, and I think he fits New York. He will do Agreed. just fine in New York City. Agreed. I think he. I think he does. I think he absolutely fits. That's a good point that you make. That the the biggest knock with Zach Wilson is you're worried about him not being on the field. Yeah, you're not, you're not worried about him on the field. You, you, on the tape, the tape. There's the. I did, my, I did my full breakdown of Zach Wilson. I got to the weaknesses and it was basically the same thing you're saying. It was, I wish he was a little more controlled and I'm a little worried about the frame, but I'm trying to find things that are glaringly wrong with the guy. And I can't, you just can't. I'm with, I mean, yeah, you just can't. It's if you, it's nitpicking its preference. I wish he would put a little more air on his deep balls. Yeah. But he's completing 70% of them. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, sure. And it's like when, when he's also, when he's also punishing people downfield with leverage off broken plays and he's, anytime he sees a corner with his back turn, he laughs. That's, and he just drills the football. Yeah. He just, right. And he just drills it and it's natural. It's so, it's easy for him. It doesn't look, it's similar to where Trey Lance was similar to Burrow and his pocket movement. Wilson is similar to Burrow in the field reading aspect of once the ball is snapped, it doesn't matter what the coverage is. It doesn't matter what t- specific routes your guys are running or what they're called or, or the, the rotation for the safety. It's about space. Get is the guy open? Yes or no. Is there a defender near him to catch, to stop the ball from being completed? Yes or no. That's all that matters from a very base standpoint. Is the guy open? Can you complete the pass? That's how Zach Wilson reads it. Is yep. is the guy open? Throw it to him. Is he covered? Can I throw around the coverage? If not, move on. And and hey. was, yep. No, I love Joe Burrow. I really love Joe Burrow, but I do believe that Zach has a higher ceiling than Burrow. Agreed. Because of his arm. Agreed. Because of his arm. He's a better arm. You know? and, and we're talking about the first overall pick. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no. I agree. He definitely is a better ceiling than Burrow. I think he's got a better ceiling than people give him credit for. I mean, he's still yep. young. Who knows what Zach Wilson is going to look like at 25? Like it's he can grow into his body. His arm is already that strong. Let him get into a real conditioning program and let this become his job. All about about it. Yeah. Like like he absolutely could get better. I don't see and and hopefully he can put more muscle on his frame and the frame can concerns slightly go away. And he's already good at avoiding pressure and not getting hit. And that's kind of the counterpoint where it get back it gets back to preference. Is you're worried about his frame, but then you're knocking him for running away from pressure. Well, do you want him to take hits? Do you want him to, do you want him to get hit? It's like, it's, it's functional. It's not ideal, but it's functional and it has a reason. And and with everything, Zach Wilson, you can find a reason for it. There's it's not, he doesn't, there's nothing wild about him and it's flashy, but it's, it's deliberate. It's not, it's not just, Oh, I'm this big, strong arm quarterback. I'm just going to, throw deep every play because I can. It's like, no, I'm going to throw deep every play because they can't stop it. Yeah, I'm going to throw deep every play because it doesn't matter what coverage you call. I'll put the ball wherever a guy can get it and Dax Millen will adjust. And I see lots of people saying, oh, well, he's not going to make these throws in the NFL. I'm like, well, people said the same thing about Mahomes and guess what? He's making those throws in the NFL. Yeah, I was one of the few people that liked Mahomes. I don't want to, I'm not sitting here thinking I ever thought he would be this good because no way in hell did I think Patrick Mahomes in college would be as good as he is now. But I was one of the people that was amazed by the talent. And I said, he's, I don't see why he can't do the same thing because he's doing it every game. He's not getting lucky. It's consistent. Consistent. Yeah. Yep. 
it's and it's the same thing with Zach Wilson, where it's like, how many times do I have to see him throw back shoulder down the boundary and have Dax Milne catch a 45 yard ball in every single game to to see that it's a skill? It's not luck. It's a skill. And then you hear Wilson talk. There was an interview he did for BYU's media team uh, in October of this season. And he was talking uh, about specifically this in ball placement and leverage. And there was a quote, and I put it in my, my write-up for Zach Wilson. The quote goes, you know, sometimes guys are going to be covered. Sometimes the defense is going to be in good coverage, but a good ball beats good coverage every time. And you like, he lives by that. He this is Aaron Rodgers, right? That. This is Aaron Rodgers. That's and that, that's yeah, Aaron and that's Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers. It really is. It re- it really is. It, it's just like Rodgers. And the risk, the there's risk a, flick there's, is there. There's a reason. There's a reason the Packers won what they won under Mike McCarthy. That's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was covered, but the ball got there. Yep. I mean, it's if you want to make the comparison to say. You know, Zach Wilson can run the 49er scheme because he's he's ran wide zone. Well, he can run the Packers scheme, too, because he's just like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and I think that's it. That's a good point to make. Wilson can can do more in the passing game quicker. And if you want your passing game to be the efficiency of your offense, you draft Zach Wilson. If yep. you want your offense to be gritty and tough and not not back down when pressure is coming, you draft Justin Fields. If you want your offense to do everything, you draft Trey Lance and hope that next year he does it. That's it. That's a great, that, that's a great way to sum it up. That's, 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 that's pretty no much wrong it. Answer. That's pretty much it. Uh, no, there really isn't. The wrong answer is keeping Sam Darnold. <laughs> that <laughs> is the only wrong answer. That's the only wrong answer. <laughs> it's, it's the only wrong answer. Any Let's see, 2018, would you take any of these? Well, obviously, but is is there a quarterback from the 2018 draft that you would take over any of these three? Uh, as a prospect? As a prospect. As a pro- strictly maybe as a prospect. Sam. Strictly coming out. Maybe Sam. Maybe Sam. Maybe Sam. Maybe. Not sure. Maybe Sam. Really? Maybe Sam. <laughs> maybe Sam over Fields, Wilson over Sam, Lance over Sam. See, it's really hard because... It's really hard to look back retrospectively. Right. Like, of oh, course. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. What was my mindset back then compared to now? And well, I didn't really have Sam that highly rated. Sam was my QB4. He was my QB4 Sam. as well. I love I had Sam. Mahomes, uh, I had Mahomes, Mahomes was a year Jackson, before. Rosen, and then, and then uh, Sam. Yeah. I was, um, I had Josh Rosen one, rip in peace. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had Baker Mayfield too. Did I say Mahomes? Yeah, I meant Mayfield. Yeah, I had Mayfield too. Uh, I had Lamar three. I had Sam four, and I had Allen five. Uh, I was Sam Rosen, Allen Mayfield Jackson. And what's funny is I that thought- n- none of those three are any more right than the others. Yeah, uh, it's. It really that's landing spot again matters and everything. I I thought Rosie was Eli Manning. Eli Manning mixed it a couple just, of Matt Ryan. I I, I hate the Cardinals. I hate them for what they did to Josh Rosen. I hate them. I do because <laughs> I like, hope he gets another shot. I swear I'm I don't want to be that guy, but like he had the arm mentally, he was there. His touch throwing was gorgeous. Like yeah, I like him a lot. Too. 
like, he was polished. He was very polished. He was he was absolutely polished, and that was just the worst offense that, for him to run was Cliff yeah. Kingsbury's. Yeah, I don't like Cliff, so whatever. But Josh, I, you know, there are some reports like they say he wasn't processing the defense as fast as they think he would. I really don't buy this, man. I don't buy this. No, I don't really buy it either. I think I think that it wasn't a fit offensively, and I think Cliff Kingsbury took the job because he wanted to draft Kyler Murray first overall. Yeah, and he just said, George is our guy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, for, for everyone worried about Corey Davis right now, just remember yeah, 20, 2019, and George I posted the picture on Twitter more than once now of Josh is our guy. Uh, yeah (laughs) teams lie every other team in the nfl has twitter they are looking at every post every team ever makes and every burner account of any employee anybody's ever had you're not going to get any information from a press conference you're not going to get any information from a twitter post the jets beat is in the dark right now the The jets beat is so far in the dark it's honestly a little sad i I legitimately if the jets beat says something i'm now expecting the opposite to happen I, I liken the Jets beat reporters to like the allegory of the cave, right? You just have JD doing like yep. uh, doing the puppets on the wall, and they're just yep. <laughs> there's reporting. We got, <laughs> we got Vinny Curry from social media Jets. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 sad. It's sad. So we're, I mean, and for the team standpoint, it's a good thing. You don't want your team getting leaked, but it's yep. sad how easily. Mike McCagnan gave them access and how yeah. quickly Joe Douglas just closed the vault. The yep. second Joe Douglas got there, the jets became Fort Knox <laughs> and nothing gets in or out of there. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, agreed. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, for the benefit of the team, I will like, we will know what's going on when they make their moves. It sucks as a fan. Cause you want to know what everything is going on ahead of time. You want to be involved, but for the good of the team, it's, it's that way. It's why Bill Belichick hates the media because he knows you're, you're, you're rats. You're just ratting me out to everybody else. Yeah. Fun time to be a Jets fan. It is. It is. I think that's a good way to close as the it's for the first time in a while, we have a head coach and a general manager who very clearly are on the same page who have a vision, who have an identity and have a proven track record. I yep. mean, it's, it's, it's very exciting. You know, people are getting sick of the quarterback debates and we just, you know, spend all this time adding to them, um, but they're important <laughs> and it's their debates for a good thing. We're not uh, think of where we were 2018, you know, this time the jets had just traded from six to three to get in range of one of the top three quarterbacks. One of. Right. One of. Exactly. One <laughs> of. They didn't know which one they're getting. Now they're going to know which one they're getting. Which I they, think yeah. was an incredibly crazy and stupid move. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, it I was. mean, yeah. The Jets got so lucky. Got so lucky. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at what they them. gave up, I'm, I mean, I, they re- I, I still, I would have made the move. I didn't think they gave up that much. I think... They based on what the situation for them dictated, which is it doesn't matter. We need a quarterback and you're sitting there going one of the top three and you don't you're going to have your guy picked for you, basically. Yeah, that's not ideal. But what's the alternative? I mean, yeah, not to go off on too much of a right. tangent. On no, this, but I, mean, like, I, I just hate the idea of not knowing who you oh, agreed. Want. Yeah. 
and just leaving it up to chance. Agreed. I believe sloppy. It was it was kind of reckless with the draft picks. You know, I don't think a guy like Joe Douglas would have done that trade. No, no, I wouldn't. I don't no, think any yeah. general manager worth their salt would have made that trade. No, <laughs> no, they they certainly they drafted up blind. They just said, "Get us any of the three. We don't care." And that was pretty much it. I mean, there wasn't a there wasn't a mock draft out there that had Sam Darnold to the Jets a week before the draft. No, none. No, people <laughs> keep saying, "Oh, well, maybe uh, JD can trade back and then take Mac Jones or see if Lance is there." I'm like, no, that's something yeah. like Mac would do. Yeah, <laughs> to go in blind <laughs> on who yeah. your quarterback might be. Yeah, Mac would have traded for Watson already. <laughs> he would have given up five first rounders and traded for Watson already. Hope it works. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, that's the end of the show. Matt, Vitor, awesome having you guys. Thank you all for tuning in to the first episode. Head to the Oklahoma Drill Pod Twitter account to vote on who won this round. We got more episodes coming up soon, so make sure you guys stay tuned. Uh, closing arguments. Go ahead, fellas. All good. Zach Wilson, at you. If you want the greatest passer in the draft, you pick Zach. Give me Fields. Give me the monster. Give me the power. Give me the passion. That's the guy. Uh, draft Trey Lance because in five years he'll be beating Trevor Lawrence in the AFC championship game and Zach Wilson will be on an eight and eight team. There we go. All right. Thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in.